special, special edition of Source Material. Welcome to the show, Evan Bevins. Welcome back. It's good to podcast with you again. I'm sorry, where's Mark? <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm glad to uh, glad to be back on the uh, interwebs there with you. Sure, sure. I said, Evan, just give me give me something you want to talk about. And you threw th- you threw some things out there. Then we landed on this. Uh, you had talked about Daredevil uh, and Chip Zdarsky's run. Didn't know much about it prior to you suggesting it. We are going to be talking about Daredevil Volume 1, No Fear. Uh, So it's like the first five issues of the Chip Zdarsky run. So let me just stop here, okay? Chip Zdarsky, give me an idea of uh, your background with Chip Zdarsky. See, I think the first time, the first thing I read of Chip Zdarsky's, his run on Howard the Duck, which crossed over with a title that I I don't think I've ever mentioned before, but I'm kind of a fan of Squirrel Girl. (laughs) <laughs> so there, there, there was a crossover there, but um, he, he was actually the artist on a book called Sex Criminals. In some ways, not as bad, and in some ways, weirder than it sounds. From the, I'm sure I read more than an issue or two, but um, he was involved when I got into um, Archie Comics f- for the first time. Of all things, oh, uh, really, Mark Wade was writing Archie, and uh, Chip Zdarsky wrote Jughead. And oh, okay. Uh, I was never much of an Archie guy, but but daggone it if those guys didn't uh, didn't draw me right in. So you know, cl- clearly uh, I, I knew him for his comedy. Um, he, he did some Spider Man, and so you know, what better writer to take on a wacky, carefree uh, character like Daredevil? Yeah, <laughs> all sorts of humor in that Daredevil mag, if you ask me. I probably knew of Chip Zdarsky through you. You you're probably one of the first people that I know of who's mentioned him the most. Looking, uh, just yes, kind of looking Zdarsky over. Wrote, just as as a highlight, um, wrote the issue of Howard the duck that guest starred leah thompson no kidding yeah that's fantastic yeah they, they, they actually actually worked with her on, and i think he actually batted some ideas around with her she pitched marvel on letting her direct a howard the duck movie i think he, he actually you know that traded some ideas with her on that that is that is awesome so i'm looking over just kind of like what his accolades are on uh wikipedia here peter parker the spectacular spider-man volume two or at least p- participated in four volumes of that it uh, looks like volume one, two, three, and four, uh, all four of them together. Oh, that, that's the other one that really jumped out at me. He did Spider-Man Life Story. Which, oh, uh, that's the 60s, 70s, and 80s? Yeah, that, that was the real-time Spider-Man. Yes, I've been wanting to read that really bad. I thought that yeah. was a good one to cover on here at some point. Yeah, um, it's 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 good stuff. That's a great concept, too. They did that with they did that with Spider-Man. Then they do that with another character. They're doing a Fantastic Four one right now. He, okay. Uh, Starsky's not on that, but... um, I was looking at it just to see if he had anything in DC. Justice League, The Last Ride. Yeah, that that's that's a limited series. I, I've heard good things about that. I haven't haven't read past the first issue on that, but that's that's pretty good. And the other one, I'm I'm looking him up too. I keep uh I, I keep finding other things. He did uh, Marvel two and one, which was the book with um the thing and the torch right before the Fantastic Four came back. You and I you and yeah. I talked about that Fantastic Four number one a while back, and he did the story of Ben and Johnny kind of looking for the rest of the team and uh, figuring out what to do. Wrote some great great Ben Grimm dialogue in. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and talk about his Daredevil first volume here, No Fear. To give the rest of the credits here, this, I think, came out in 2019. So this isn't a very old book. This is like a couple years old. This Um, is the latest volume of Daredevil. He gets a a new number one every couple of years. (laughs) 
I was just trying to explain that to somebody a couple days ago. I was like, all right, this is how comics work now. You know, back yeah. in the day, it was, you know, we'd be at probably issue 300 and something of Daredevil or maybe more, maybe 400 and something. It, it will be it. well into the 600s by now. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's legacy number 613 would be the numbering on this one. Yeah. So he followed Charles... Soul, soul. soul. I don't know how to pronounce. He, he's the guy that did the last big run on Daredevil, and he uh, he left off in something of a Daredevil tradition where uh, the the outgoing writer puts Daredevil in some sort of ridiculous, impossible scenario and says, "Good luck to the next guy." <laughs> like when, when Brian Bendis left, you know, after he really put Daredevil back on the map, his his last issue had uh, Daredevil's identity revealed, and he was in prison. Oh, nice. Have fun. That's hilarious. So, okay, our creative team here, Chip Zdarsky, writer, uh, artist Marco Chiquetto. I'll go with that. All right, and then colors by Sonny Go. And then we got letters by VCs Clayton Coles. Trying to think of what else I need to cover. Anything before I get into the synopsis of our first two issues? No, I I, I think just um, and I, I'm I'm sure you'll, you'll touch on this, but when Soul uh, left, it was uh, Daredevil. It was kind of like his his reverse origin. He had just been hit by a truck. Yeah. Um, which you know when he got his powers, he saved an old man um, from getting hit by a truck, and the truck wrecked and splashed the stuff uh, onto his eyes. So yeah, he had been uh, at at death's door when uh, okay when, when last we saw him. Except now there was a there was a limited series that I still haven't gotten around to, re- to reading that, that kind of bridges this yeah I mean I I, I think the the last uh, issue of Charles Souls kind of left it up in the air as to whether Daredevil would survive they definitely mentioned that in the comic that this guy you know Matt is coming back from some type of horrible accident yeah I had no idea what occurred but obviously they get it across that Daredevil at one point was fighting for his life and now he's believes he's back in shape to go out and begin to start fighting crime again uh first two issues here we go that synopsis is coming up but first let me talk about Amazon Music If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W, the number 2M Network, for that free 30-day trial. After a very close brush with death, Matt Murdock is finally ready to go back out to protect the citizens of Hell's Kitchen as the costumed superhero Daredevil. Suffering some rust and just trying to get back into the groove of crime fighting, Daredevil picks what appears to be a mirror store robbery. However, Matt is taken by surprise by a third robber and the tide turns as Daredevil becomes overwhelmed and soon realizes he is not in peak shape. As he finally begins to regain control, Matt is able to defeat the robbers. However, he finds out soon after that one of them has died as a result of head trauma from the altercation. And to the delight of Mayor Wilson Fisk, Daredevil is now a wanted criminal. Enter Detective Cole North, a no-nonsense, tough-as-nails transfer from Chicago who looks to bring Daredevil to justice. When Matt learns the fate of the robber, he believes that Fisk orchestrated all of this to bring Matt down. But Daredevil interrogates the ER doctor who says the man's death was Hornhead's fault. Later, he overhears Fisk privately admit... He had nothing to do with it. Convincing himself he still needs to patrol the streets as Daredevil, Matt begins to see that criminals and victims both fear him. Trying to understand what happened, Daredevil returns to the scene of the crime, but then runs into Detective North. 
which I thought was hilarious. You always hear yeah. a criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Daredevil going back to the scene of the crime. And an altercation ensues uh, with North pulling his gun and shooting Daredevil. As the second issue ends, North is standing above an apparently unconscious Daredevil calling for an ambulance. So there we go. That's our first two exciting issues of Chip Zdarsky's first volume of Daredevil, No Fear. So I've got to ask, Mayor Fisk, I've heard rumblings as to the events that kind of led to this, but I wanted to ask you, is there any insider knowledge you have of, of the kingpin of freaking crime becoming the mayor? Well, that's um, that was another uh, part of Soul's uh, storyline. It's been a while, but I think Daredevil was out of the country with something going on with the hand for, okay. for quite a while, and he came back and was like, oh, Wilson Fisk got elected mayor, which was Surprise. actually reminiscent of way back in the day when uh, Spider-Man was in another dimension and missing for a while. And while he was gone, J. Jonah Jameson became mayor. Yes. Yeah, that's what it reminded so, me uh, of. I knew a little bit about that. Yeah, you, um, you gotta you gotta uh, be careful uh, when you're superheroing one of your adversaries <laughs> as an elected mayor while you're out of town. <laughs> Better watch out. Also, interestingly, in that storyline, Fisk appointed Matt Murdock as his deputy mayor. There had been some kind of change in legislation, and when the hand came back to exact revenge on Fisk and he was incapacitated, Matt became mayor of New York. Oh. And was also um, arrested in costume as Daredevil while he was mayor. Oh, boy. But, but oh. at this point, Matt's identity genie has been was put back in the bottle between Mark Wade and Charles Soule's runs. Hardly anybody knows Matt's Daredevil anymore. Got it. So let me ask you about Detective North. What do you think of this guy? Interesting guy. Very cool. Uh, foil for for Daredevil because Daredevil's supposed to be you know he, he he's he's a lawyer uh, yep. most of the time and um, I mean I thought that was a great way they introduced him where he's flirting with the woman at the bar and she uh, I mean you know it's Daredevil but just in case you you didn't know much about Daredevil you know they're, they're flirting and he he takes a, a pill for, for his pain and she asks for one and he goes sorry that would be illegal yeah <laughs> and uh, so one one of the themes with Daredevil. Um, has always been, you know, kind of his respect for the law, but the fact that he dresses up like a devil and beats people up to do what the law can't do. Yeah. And so, so the idea that 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 Cole North is this guy who wants to take Daredevil down because he believes so strongly in the law, he's he's kind of Daredevil's enemy. But there's not a lot that he says, at least in these issues, that you can go, "Oh, this guy's wrong." Mm-hmm. Learning about Detective North was probably the point where I was I I, I was starting to notice Zdarsky was doing something different. Now, anybody else who would have picked up a Daredevil book and is used to reading comics, uh, I would say from the 80s and 90s, you're probably going to think that the Kingpin may ha potentially have his hands at puppeteering Detective North. Now that he's the mayor, he can get the police uh, and go after Daredevil. And so that's what I initially thought. I was like, oh, yeah. great. You know, I'm going to find out here later that this is going to be uh, the Kingpin behind this. And he's the guy that's kind of pulling Detective North's strings. And we find out that that's not the case. This guy is a uh, he's a hardened Chicago cop. And that, it's important to remember that he's a Chicago cop. 
because right. he is out of his element. He's definitely out of his comfort zone, but he has a drive for justice. Yeah. And he it even defi- says when he meets with Fisk that Fisk is number two on his list. Like he wants to take yeah. down Daredevil and then he wants to take down Fisk. Yeah. You know that he's like, okay, this guy is, you know, he's got good intentions at least. He, he wants to deliver justice and, and, and however the law will let him do so. Yeah, I thought he was a really cool, yeah. We, we get this introduction to this cool character and the fact that, I mean, by issue two, he shot Daredevil and he's standing yeah. over him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. You know, Daredevil's down. Um, yeah, these first two issues have, have killer endings. They do. They really do. All right. So I, I would say the main crux of this book is the fact that Daredevil gets involved in this altercation. One of the robbers ends up getting killed because of it. The rest of it, the book is Matt trying to deal with that. So I really did like the fact that, you know, Daredevil is Matt. I should say Matt is like, OK, I'm ready to go back out. And Matt is a, a fantastic hand to hand combatant. You know, he uses his billy club when he needs to. And his goal is to if he can take somebody down without killing them that's the plan daredevil doesn't kill people he's a lawyer just like you said he does not want to he's motivated by the law but he wants to also end whatever crime it is that he's stumbled upon or happened into so the death of this robber is you know something that he has to kind of try to deal with but the point of what i'm i guess the point of what i'm trying to make is i love how zadarsky shows you that daredevil is human Specifically in the fact that when he gets back into getting gets back into confrontation, gets back into fighting, crime fighting or whatever, he's not at the peak shape that he was and he right. makes mistakes. And the man that he, the, these people that he was fighting, the, the robber that died, died because of a mistake that he made. He couldn't as careful as he wanted to be. And granted, it was an accident. It's not like he put his fist through his head or anything like that. It, he accidentally he probably kicked him. The guy fell over, hit his head and he's dead. Daredevil did not intend to do that. But you could argue you that any other time he may have been a little bit more careful but when you come back from just i mean almost dying you're not it's kind of hard to gauge okay am i ready yeah. to go back or am i not i thought that was a very very interesting bot to start things off there's a great sequence in the second issue where he goes to the ER doctor. He's thinking, okay, who could have gotten to this guy between the fight and when he was pronounced dead? He catches the ER doctor in the alley and, you know, shakes him down like like an informant or something. And the guy says, uh, you know, I've patched up guys who crossed you. All of us here have. If anyone knows how precise you are, how surgical with inflicting violence, it's me. He says, you know, Daredevil intentionally, when he hits someone, he does it in a way that'll put him down. Yeah. But won't, you know, won't kill them. I mean, and uh, that that's a cool, it, it reminds me of one of my favorite lines um, from Grant Morrison's run on Batman. He's training Damien, his his son that's also the grandson of Ra's al Ghul. He's, he's saying, you know, uh, anybody can kill somebody. What we do is more disciplined. It requires more skill. I, I forget, I, I didn't look back what the timeline was with the Netflix shows. You know, I mean, I, I think Daredevil was probably the best of the Marvel Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you had that season two going after the Punisher, you know, Punisher, yeah. you, you can't kill people. And then Daredevil's, you know, throwing guys down concrete steps and all this stuff, you know, that, you know, of course, of course it, it's a show, but I mean, you're like, how does he not almost kill somebody? And so right, that, right. that's what made this hit home even more. And I wanted to go back on the, the fight scene where the guy, I mean, I was reading this first issue as, okay, Daredevil's trying to come back, but he's wrestling with, can I keep doing this? Am I able to, to keep doing this? And then it's like, oh, and this guy died. And I'm like, wait, what? But if you go back and look at 
at the art, they didn't draw attention to it, but you go back, it's very clear that this guy hit and dropped and didn't move anymore. Okay, okay. And the the, the focus is all on the other two guys and Daredevil, you know, just yep. barely surviving. Yep. But, you know, you, you see the guy hit the wall and it's, it, it's really out of place. Like Daredevil's, his internal monologue, it's like, oh, I can't believe I screwed this up. Um, this is embarrassing. And then you see the other guys beating him up and then, you know, you see Daredevil finally take him down and there's that guy who hit the wall just just slumped against the wall it was very intentional they did you know it was kind of a misdirection but the, they they showed it to you right there you know it wasn't like the guy just disappeared or he's he's up flailing around and stuff and then they go oh by the way this guy died yeah you, you flip back through and you're like oh okay that's why we got that one shot and that's why he was only fighting two guys that's so good storytelling. It, it really set up one story and then takes you in this this whole other direction yeah like i said that, i think that's a really good storytelling when you could do something like this I, i'm right there with you i would have never thought that this dude died and you know when his head hits it just looks like he's knocked senseless yeah and that's it you're like okay it's not like there's a big spray of blood anybody could see that something like if this happened on the street somebody hit their head and they fell over you know unless you see like a big pool of blood you're going to assume that well that person's probably knocked out but this guy yeah it, it caused the head trauma and he he dies so i know from watching a lot of episodes of bones that you know at least like a quarter of the people that died on there was accidental yeah and then they just you know dismembered the body so that there was some really gross visuals but <laughs> The last thing I had on here was, uh, and this is another very, I think we end pretty much uh, this book uh, centered around this, but I, I wanted to bring it up because it's definitely featured in the first issue. And that's Matt's struggles with religion and his calling to be Daredevil with the and the violence that it brings. Uh, so there's quite a few flashbacks. I didn't mention that in the synopsis, but I, I, it's definitely worth talking about. Flashing back to when he was a kid, going to visit a priest and talking to the priest, and then there's where he grows into the early stages of Daredevil. But all throughout this time, he's kept a connection with the church and trying to find, I guess, some type of peace. As a, He's kind of trying to get peace and acceptance through his religion versus also finding a peace by being Daredevil. And then there's the conflict of the fact that, you know, a, a good church-going person is not going to be somebody that goes out and commits acts of violence in any way. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just what it is. So there's a struggle, obviously, and and I thought that was interesting. It's a major part of Matt Murdock as a character, that he has this religious upbringing and a lot of his life revolves around the church. Except he never read uh, any parts of the Bible about um, sex within the bounds of marriage or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was weird. I mean, not, you know, it's like, hey, Matt Murdock's this really religious guy, but he will sleep with anybody that walks through the mm, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get that right at the beginning. Uh yeah. I mean, that that first flashback with, with the priest, I mean, even before Matt was was blind, uh, his dad says he, he stole something. He got picked up by the police for breaking and entering. And Matt says, I didn't break. I just entered. <laughs> and, and the cop's like, oh, you should. Oh, his dad says, oh, listen, I'm raising a lawyer. And, and he says to the priest, he's like, I got this kid's baseball cards back. He's he's not that bright, and this kid tricked him out of his, his baseball cards, and I went and got him back. Isn't that what God would want me to do? Even that for you know a, a kid situation, he's he's struggling with that. The idea of doing the right thing versus following the t the tenets of his faith, which he thinks shouldn't be in conflict. It's just like a two page sequence, but it's a, a lot of this first issue. I remember reading it, and I'm like, this, this is really well written, but this is kind of you know standard Daredevil fare, you know the. Uh, mm. And then he pulls the rug out from under you at the end but yeah it's um but yeah the the, the flashbacks are you know an excellent way yeah. to, to tell the story a lot of
lot of this, Zdarsky, I mean, he, he goes to familiar Daredevil tropes and themes, but, you know, especially by the end of the first issue, he, he's really making them his own. So he makes it very familiar, and yet you don't feel like you're just reading, eh, it's another Daredevil comic. You know, talking about the flashbacks, I'm just looking this first flashback over that he had where he, you know, just like you were talking about where he was brought into the church, he stole the boys' baseball cards, and he has the discussion with the priest. But a lot of his relationship with the church molds him into into the person that he becomes. Now, specifically, right here is a perfect example at the end of this first flashback because the priest is ta- who's talking to him, who's he he continues to talk through throughout these flashbacks, but he says, "You're a good boy, Matthew, and you did a good thing for your friend writing an injustice, but man's laws are still man's laws. So you did one thing wrong as far as I can see. You got caught." And <laughs> the look on Matt's face is like it, it's like a revelation to him. Like, oh, he's right. I mean, right there, you could argue that that one interaction sent him down a path where he was like, well, I can write injustices, and as long as I don't get caught, I'm good. Mm-hmm. What happens at the end of issue two? He gets caught. Yeah. <laughs> he gets shot and caught. Again, I mean, so, how many times have you seen a comic where Daredevil gets shot at, and you're like, yeah. okay, it's just, just a gun, and you're like, oh, oh man, he was already in bad shape before. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's down. It's a Daredevil comic. I don't think he's going to die, but he, I can't wait to see how he's going to get off of the ground and get out of this situation. He's got this cop who, you know, like I said, tough as nails. Well, now we're going to get into some of uh, my favorite issues, and you might be able to figure out why. Street Level Starch says A-OK. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so issues three and four. Gathering whatever, remember, Daredevil's laying on the ground, but gathering whatever strength he has left, a barely conscious Daredevil is able to surprise Detective Norm and attempt an escape. Getting a few blocks, Daredevil sheds his costume, but his red boots give him away, and North immediately is in pursuit, calling in backup. I, I, again, another part of this story I really loved is the fact that Zdarsky switches it up on me, where I'm thinking, okay, Daredevil's got away, he's good, and then Detective North's like, hey, that guy has red boots on. Yeah. <laughs> And he's able to be like, oh, that's him. And then the cops are after him again. Uh, So he calls in backup and as Matt is surrounded by policemen, North is finally able to put him down and put on the cuffs, putting him in the back of a squad car. Daredevil's caught, ladies and gentlemen. But before he can be taken downtown, a hail of gunfire rains down, causing the police to run for cover. As Matt blacks out, the last thing he sees is Detective. I think he sees Detective North getting uh, put to sleep pretty much. He's pulled out of the police car only to awaken on a gurney in front of his rescuer frank castle the punisher ah it's good <laughs> stuff. quite proud of his uh his little friend oh yes he is yes he is so while detective north receives a tongue lashing from his captain about the fact his fight with daredevil went viral matt has his own troubles with the punisher frank believes that daredevil has seen the light and meant to actually kill the robber in that alter- altercation we were talking about earlier but matt makes sure to tell the punisher he's a psychopath quite a few times as in Frank Castle's a psychopath, not Matt Murdock. But yes, he, he makes sure to exp- exclaim quite a few times that the Punisher is a psychopath. He does not know what he's talking about. Uh, during their banter back and forth, Frank has a goon that works for the Owl tied up in prisoner, attempting to get information on a large drug shipment coming in. When Matt convinces Frank to let the goon go, the criminal goes for a gun, promptly resulting in the Punisher putting a bullet in his head. Enraged, Matt escapes and fights with Frank, eventually besting him. During this, Matt comes to accept that that he killed the robber from the first
first issue and that he is the sole person to blame, but feels he must go on and decides that he is going to stop the Owl's drug deal that he learned from during the altercation with the Punisher. So that is issues three and four. So just like I said, Frank pulls them out. They have a talk. Uh, they get into a fight and then Daredevil puts them down and says, all right, well, I'm going to finish your work, Punisher. I'm going to go take care of the Owl's drug deal the way I need to and bring these people to justice. Now, that seems like a very, very, very poor synopsis for a couple of really, really great issues, uh, in my opinion. I wanted to write so much more, but I figured, <laughs> I know me and you were going to talk about it, so I didn't want to give any of it really a, a whole lot away in the, in the synopsis. But I guess first, let me go ahead and talk about Daredevil's influence on the police. So that whole situation where Detective North has Matt in cuffs and he's about to put him in, or no, he doesn't have him in cuffs. Does he? He doesn't have him in cuffs and unlock the cuffs or anything. He's He's got to try and get him and put him down. That's right. Yeah. That's this is how. So he's got to try and get the cuffs on him. And mind you, they're surrounded by squad cars and policemen with their guns drawn, but Detective North can't get a person to help him out to put uh, <laughs> to grab Daredevil. So Detective North decides, okay, well, I've got to put this guy down myself because none of the police will step up and actually do anything because Matt even uses at some, you know, talks to the police like, hey, patrolman so-and-so, how's the how's the family? Uh, he's saved so many of these people that they will not take action against them. And if Cole North wants to do something about it, he's going to have to do it on his own. I thought that yeah. was really cool. What'd you think? Oh, yeah. Daredevil says, half these cops I've saved over the years, the other half are dirty and scared. Daredevil, you know, figures North's the only one, so he, he kind of challenges him. You know, he, he 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 picks up his gun and tosses it down. And so, you know, what what's, what's really cool is I, I, I guess North thinks he's, you know, kind of showing the other cops, like, okay, this is what you do. But here he is deciding he's got to break the rules a little bit to do what's right. Yeah, and then and that adds a great element to that character. Which you said you've got the volume three. Yeah. Okay. Does he does he stick around? Does Detective oh, yeah. North stick yeah, around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we we find out a little bit more, and I I can't remember it, uh, but I wouldn't want to spoil it for you anyway. But we find out a little bit more about what what brought him to New York. I think we find out a little bit more about his background. Love it. But but yeah yeah we 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 definitely uh, see more of uh, Detective North. Good good good. I didn't want him to go away at all. So yeah, I love I like seeing that. I like seeing him have that little bit. Uh, we learn we learn a little bit more about his character, and of course that adds a little bit more flavor. You can tell he doesn't want to do this, but you know he's he's going to have to. You you yep. were talking about the moment where he's almost unmasked. The other cops stop him. He's going to put him in the squad car before they even put him in there. He's going to pull that mask off, and in front of all the cops, uh, his identity is going to be revealed, and we're going to have to deal with that. That doesn't happen. Yeah, the cops are like step up, and they're like, no, get let him keep his mask on until he gets to the police station and then we'll go from there. Give him some, give him some dignity. He's done so much for everybody else. Give him that plenty of policemen respect the fact that daredevil is out there doing some of the stuff that they couldn't, but it, it's so cool to see detective North. Like he's so fed up with the fact that this person's breaking the law. He needs to be, he needs to be brought to justice. You know, daredevil and detective North go one-on-one and daredevil's in bad shape. So I didn't expect detective North to win, but sure enough, he's, he comes out again, on top. Obviously, I'm a big fan of The Punisher. Um, you mentioned Daredevil Season 2. Uh, the appearance of The Punisher in that series 
I remember being so cautiously optimistic. That's probably the best way to describe yeah, it. The Punisher's been adapted a few times. <laughs> yes, yes. I was so cautiously optimistic and hoping that I knew Bernthal from Walking Dead. I didn't know how well he was going to do. The, uh, when somebody gets cast for a role, I don't know. There's very rare situations where I get really excited that somebody is cast for something because I still think that I got to see their performance before I can get excited about it. So uh, Bernthal was saying for me, same situation. He gets cast and I'm like okay well I saw him portray Shane I can't I, I can't take that role and put him in the Punisher because that's not what he's going to be doing as the Punisher so I have no idea the range of this actor we'll see what happens and then I was blown away I mean oh, yeah. I could not believe the accuracy of what we were getting on screen versus what I wanted for someone to portray this character as just now, I, I know you say you're you're a Punisher fan. I I am not a Punisher fan. The the only times I enjoy and uh, I I don't think I've been on enough for this to get on the uh, the Rattle at your Broadcasting Network uh, bingo card. But uh, <laughs> but I think every time the Punishers come up, I said, well, I like the Punisher when he's played off other characters. Uh -huh. I, I have no interest watching the Punisher kill a bunch of thugs, but him challenging Daredevil and Spider Man and going, look, you don't like what I do, but when I take somebody out, they don't break out of jail six months later and kill a bunch. People. That's right. That's right. That's that. That's a challenge. Another familiar refrain for me is John Bernthal is my Punisher. He's every bit as violent and scary and ugly as the Punisher should be, mm -hmm. but you can still still feel the humanity in him. It's buried right. under a lot of psychotic uh, behavior and <laughs> violence, yeah. but um, that's the best version of the Punisher. Again, I, I haven't read as much of the Punisher because I you know kind of self select away from that. But uh, mm -hmm. of, of all the Punisher stuff I've watched or seen, Bernthal is hands down the best. Absolutely. So, I mean, that being said, in season two, we get the rooftop scene oh, yeah. uh, between the Punisher and Daredevil, where uh, I think he has Daredevil handcuffed. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, Daredevil is incapacitated in some way while Frank is going through. Uh, these two guys are just going back and forth uh, talking about their uh, philosophies, I guess you would say, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> crime fighting. And we get it here. And you would think this is 2000. 2019. Uh, I think season two of Daredevil happened in 2016, 17, something like that. Some, somewhere in that neighborhood. Somewhere, somewhere around that. You would think that, oh, great. Here we have another Punisher Daredevil scene and it's going to be you know, Zdarsky rehashing what we got. There's definitely the season two vibe, but I will tell you that the dialogue is just as good. What do you think? Oh, yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, again, like I said, I, I enjoy seeing Daredevil, the Punisher played off these characters, but this was like what I was saying with some of the in, in the earlier issues. This is familiar Daredevil territory, but it's it's kind of a new twist on it. I, I know some people, you know, don't like it. Uh, you know, what's the old Law and Order joke ripped from the headline? Lines or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, but um, you know, when Daredevil's saying you know, bad breaks, rough childhood, heartbreak, undiagnosed mental health issues, he, he's taking this, you know, argument they've been having for, what, 30 years, and he's putting it, you know, in the, the language of, of today, and uh, it, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like he's, you know, trying to shoehorn something in with an agenda. Heaven forbid somebody have an agenda. Um, <laughs> but um, putting it in in today's, today's language, so even though, yeah, it's it's something that maybe we've seen a variation before and, and something I like it it feels new it it doesn't feel like a rehash yeah and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've had 
two, two and a half issues of Daredevil going through this struggle. And now when you look at where Matt is at, when the Punisher rescues him, Matt is beaten. He's about to be taken to jail mm. and the Punisher rescues him. Not only that, but he's again, he's dealing with all this, these personal struggles. The fact that he murdered a man. And when the Punisher gets to him, he, you know, the Punisher's like giving him a pat on the back, dude, welcome, welcome to the club. Thank goodness you're here. With every fiber of Matt Murdock's being, he does not want to be anything like the Punisher. And here the Punisher is saying, welcome, sir. We've been waiting for you. (laughs) It it actually reminded me, and I don't know if this was supposed to be an homage or really the the Punisher had to to show up here. You know, I mean, we'll we'll see some other characters next issue. But, you know, the the Punisher is the perfect guy to show up to to Daredevil right now to just just make things worse. You know, I mean. Out of the frying pan into the fire, but you know, I mentioned when Bendis left the book, he had Matt in prison. There was some kind of conspiracy going on, and like Fist got put in the same prison, and Hammerhead, and then basically oh, the Punisher just walks in and turns himself into the cops so he can get in jail with them. <laughs> and and he's the one that gets Matt Murdock out of jail so he can start trying to clear his name. Oh wow! All right. So um, I I don't know if that was supposed to call back to it, and I I think there was part of me when I initially read it. I'm like, oh, okay, here comes the Punisher rescuing Daredevil again. But who else? I mean, it wouldn't have made sense for Spider-Man to show up now or nope. Moon Knight or, you know, anybody anybody else. It, it, it had to be the, the Punisher. Like, you know, you, you think you've hit rock bottom, Daredevil? Where do you see who your biggest fan is? <laughs> yeah, dude, no kidding. Without a doubt, for me, in this out of this these five issues, I mean, just the fact that we... I'm a fan of the Punisher, so yeah, that's going to get... That's going to that's gonna check some boxes. But the fact that Zdarsky was able to handle this dialogue the way that he did, and it felt good, uh, we, and, it, and it fit, absolutely some of my favorite stuff so far that I've read. I was, the other thing that stood out to me here, which I mean, maybe maybe it's been done before, but I I haven't hadn't seen it, is when uh, you know Frank starts talking about the math and maybe he needs to take Daredevil oh. out so that he can take more people out. Yeah. Um, and Daredevil, you know, he had that dialogue in the third issue about since he's blind, he has no natural front. He can you know see 360 degrees, <laughs> and he's got that rifle and he just like points it back over his shoulder and shoots the Punisher and then whips out guns in his shoot. You know, we talked yes. about the doctor talking about his knowledge of biology and he like shoots Frank like several times hitting him first in the Kevlar just to knock him down and then disarming him and disabling him without killing him yep. and he's like do you have any idea what I could do with a gun if yes. I wanted to it's great stuff right there I wanted to mention the uh, at the end of the first was it the first issue or the second issue where we had like that little like four or five page where it shows you everything from from Daredevil's perspective, like it shows you a scene and then shows it to you from Daredevil's perspective. Yes, yeah, it, like yeah, so you Zdarsky see how drew that too. Oh, what did he really? Because I was going to ask, yeah. like, did that come from him? Because I was going to double check. So if that was, and, and that was great. Another, uh, you know, I've said this a few times on my podcast and on other podcasts, but uh, comics as a medium, a lot of people just be like, okay, it's a panel on words, get a story across. 
that right there is a perfect example of using comics as a medium to tell a story and actually add some flavor to it because you get both of those perspectives. You know Daredevil's blind. You know he has a radar sense, but how is it actually perceived by him? And we get a great little bit in there with that that shows you how that kind of works, which is great. So, uh, you know, I put on here my, my last little note, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, really, I mentioned in the synopsis, Matt finally accepting he is to blame for the death of the robber. It took us four issues, but, I mean, he finally comes to the realization that he uh, he accidentally killed a man. I mean, let me ask you, how do, how do you think Matt's handling that? I, I don't think he knows what, what to do with it. And that, that's that's another um, kind of misdirection because he, here, here we're thinking like, well, so, so how could somebody have framed him? I mean, it doesn't seem like they could have framed him but now you're with okay the hero killed a guy what what the heck do you do with that when i started reading comics as a kid i was reading for uh, to see daredevil fight the punisher or daredevil stop the owls big drug deal and that's all secondary to the conflict of okay daredevil he may be violent but there's a line he won't cross but he just crossed it yeah (laughs) yeah you know that's all, all the other stuff the punisher and the owl all that's secondary it could easily be written off. Uh, and, and well, actually, we're going to talk about that <laughs> in issue five. Yeah. You could you could say, well, hey, it was an accident. So uh, in, in my notes, as I was reading this, it's like, OK, Matt says, well, I killed him, but I've got to I have to be better. I have to do better. I have to do the job. This, it's the only thing that matters. And I remember thinking, I'm like, OK, so we're going to go. Well, I killed a guy, but them's the breaks. Now yeah. I'm gonna get, is that what we're going to do? And uh, exactly. well, we'll, we'll find that out. But uh, I, I do love and I know we'll get into this some more. But even that last shot of, you know, Daredevil staggering out wearing the Punisher shirt. Yes. And so- that, on that last page. Okay, I'm just going to say this right now, and then I'll, uh, we're going to address it after issue five because uh, it definitely comes up. But I'm going to say that I thought that was on purpose. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. So he's he's he grabbed Punisher's shirt, he put Punisher's shirt on, and he's going to go around with Punisher's shirt on, and he, he surely he did that for a reason. All right, here we go. Issue five. As Matt arrives to stop the Owl's criminal's transaction, he be- again becomes overwhelmed, especially since the Owl has brought in some super-powered help. Just as it looks the darkest for Daredevil, his friends Jessica Jones, Danny Rand, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, Power Man, arrive to help Matt out before... Netflix Defenders Assemble. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they, help, they help Matt right before he passes out. When Matt awakens, he confesses to his friends that he accidentally killed the robber. Obviously, this has made the news... Uh, Matt's a wanted man, so he tells his friends in a, in in their apartment or their headquarters, wherever they're at. He's like, "Look, yeah, I I did. I killed this man." His friends say they understand, and sometimes things like that happen. However, Matt cannot believe how flippant they are with the loss of life, so he calls them all murderers and escapes through <laughs> a bathroom window. Going home. As we come to the end of issue five, Matt finds Spider-Man waiting for him. Spider-Man tells Matt that he can see that Matt has not been himself for the past few days. And it hasn't been a good look and that he needs to hang up his tights. Now, I didn't know if he, when he was saying this, I was like, is he telling him forever? That's the way I took it. And I think that's yeah. the way Matt took it. Because at that point, a weary Matt Murdock then removes and tosses his mask to Spider-Man saying, you're right. And he also says that his heart is no longer in it. Uh, and, so, you wow. know, And that's another one of those zig when you expect a zag because i mean in most comics i read the next thing is for daredevil to take a swing at spider-man yes yeah i mean even though he he can't handle standard thugs but how do how do superheroes solve their problems with their fists Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, you, you would think that he'd be like, look, I, you know, I, I, this is my this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. But again, a zig, just like you said, a zig where it's zag. But it, it makes sense within the bounds of the story. Matt has been struggling since issue one with number one, his role as a crime fighter versus his role as a religious uh, a religious man. He's recalling all these moments in his past where what he's done co- has come in conflict with the church. Obviously, he's fallen on some hard times. He got his butt whooped. He accidentally killed a guy. Punisher's patting him on the back. The Punisher's saying, you know, good to see you, old buddy. It's probably a lot for Daredevil. Now, Daredevil falling on hard times is not something new. Mm -hmm. But again... It's a great tale to tell for Daredevil. So there we go. So that's issue five. I will start it off here real quick just with I got to head back to my uh, comment about Punisher shirt because in this issue we find out and why it never occurred to me again. You got to remember Daredevil's blind. So uh, it's pointed out to him uh, by his defenders, friends, Netflix defenders, that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, well, you know what? You weren't too hard to find. You were running around with uh, the Punisher's skull on your chest. And he's like, oh, I had no idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he just grabbed a shirt. He needed a shirt, so he grabbed a shirt, and it turns out it was it was Frank's, um, which is so that's so great. You got to remember, Daredevil's blind, and every once in a while, uh, that's a that's a good thing to re- remind people of. There, even though he has all these great powers, he still cannot see. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he has this meeting. They're there to support him. You know, Mm -hmm. Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, they're there to support him and say, look, man, it's okay. Accidents happen. And that's I I completely understand what they're saying. We we watched this fight go down in the first page of the first issue, Mm -hmm. and it was an accident. But his reaction is to call them all murderers and leave. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. What do you think? You were talking about the frame of mind that Matt's in, and he doesn't really know what to do. He had this line. He wouldn't cross. He has these rules. And so, you know, he's he's coming to terms with I've done this horrible thing. And then they're like, hey, man, it's it's OK. I, I, I don't think I don't think they were really brushing it off. Like, oh, it's no big deal. You, you, you killed a guy. But they're like, you know, the, these things happen. And Matt's like, he's still trying to adjust to this. You know, he's going to do better. He's going to rise above this. And they're like, it, it's OK. We, we understand. And he, he can't he can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. He's not there yet to where this is an acceptable thing. He, he held himself to a to a higher standard. I mean, you know, it's when, you know, the police and uh, I don't want this to get get a, a, a loaded topic, but there are times when the police have to use lethal force. And mm-hmm. sometimes, again, without going down a whole other rabbit hole, that's done inappropriately. And other times it's it's the only alternative. But these aren't police officers. Right. You know, like when Spider-Man comes in, they they are kind of kind of taking care of it. Like they say they will when something like Civil War comes up, like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll handle this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, Matt, Matt goes from, you know, like, hey, I'm going to get past this to, well, but no, that doesn't mean it's okay. What's wrong with you people? He just, yeah. he, he doesn't know what to do. Right. I mean, and, and it's a very internal struggle. I mean, he's obviously feels guilty for what he's done through his own rationalization. And that's kind of like my next note, you know, through his own rationalization. He's like, the guy died by my hand. He, I am therefore a murderer. Man, you, you really, when you get to thinking about things like this, it, it makes the character of Daredevil that much more complex, Specifically, and, and Zdarsky did a fine job still doing that in that first issue, setting it up that the duality, maybe I don't know, of yeah. man's laws versus man's laws versus the church's laws. Okay, I put this note in here about how Matt's a lawyer. 
he's calling himself a murderer. He's calling his friends a murderer. But legally, there's a term for this. I don't I put negligent homicide, but I don't even I doubt that's right. Um, So involuntary manslaughter, maybe. Thank you. There you go. Okay, that that seems like it probably fits better. So now grab yourself a Bible, go through the Bible and look for involuntary manslaughter. You're not going to find it. I mean, most likely you're going to find a reference to murder. Well, there are uh, deep, deep in the bowels of the Old Testament. There are some areas that discuss uh, accidental, unintentional homicide. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I wish I had that handy. I that could, was not on. That was not on the docket for tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I didn't. So that there are um, there there are provisions. There were provisions for that in the old Israelite law. You you can't you can't take a stand against the Punisher all those years and then go. Ah, eh, sometimes killing's all right. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, it's it's kind of either or. And, uh, and it, it really is kind of interesting. It makes Daredevil in a way even more relatable because I mean I don't know you you you've probably been in a situation where you've made a mistake and you sure. feel bad about it and somebody somebody's like okay you messed up but it's it's okay these things happen and i know there've been times when i, I don't want to hear that i'm like no i screwed up don't tell me it's okay yeah i i really m- messed up and so matt's like you know he, he's he's ready to, to make amends for what he's done and they're like no nah, it's really not that bad and he's like no no this is horrible i i, I don't i don't want to hear you say this you need to tell me i'm wrong it's like he goes to an extreme for me calling himself a murderer is definitely extre- an extreme because he has gone through the law uh he has gone through all this schooling <laughs> to become a lawyer mm-hmm. And he knows that probably, most likely, if somebody were to explain what they were doing, although, I mean, I don't know how legally what his stance would be since he's a vigilante, but let's just say... Plus, this uh, is pretty much banned heroes. Uh, uh, That's right, that's right. Not that they're listening to him. (laughs) There's even, um, in Spider-Man, I think this coincides with Nick Spencer's run on Spider-Man, there's been times where Fisk has been like going, okay, but Spider-Man, you're one of the good ones, (laughs) which drives Spider-Man nuts which is exactly what Fisk is, you know, is, oh, yeah. is trying to do. You know, yeah. like having Wilson Fisk against you, if you're a hero, that's a good thing. Having Wilson Fisk say, good job, keep up the good work. Uh, you're like, wait a minute, this, this mm-hmm. isn't right. Yeah, I think it, it's amazing to see that, uh, you know, Matt's going through all this struggle. He's a lawyer and so he could potentially argue if it was somebody else that this person did not mean to kill them. Therefore, they're not on the hook, but he's not taking himself off that hook. He yeah, is definitely... He, he knows he's been trained to to do that. He's he knows he's capable of stopping people or when he's you know at his best, he's capable of stopping people without doing that. Right, right. And he clearly was not at his best. And because of that lapse of judgment going out too early uh, before he was ready, he's now giving up the mask. I mean, he's like, okay, I'm done. And if we want to go to some some legal precedent, I mean, you know, Cameron Poe was just defending his wife uh, when he killed that guy in the parking lot and he ended up a passenger on Con Air. Hands were lethal weapons, man. That's right, buddy. That is right. It's oh, a good movie. I watched it about a year ago with the kids. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. Uh, uh, one of the other things I have here is uh, the flashback scene. Uh, and this was really, in my opinion, this was probably one of my favorite scenes in the book as well, where he meets the priests and he's looking for guidance. Now, this was, he's he's got the red costume on. He's got the horns. The priest, you know, when he shows up again, he's he's like, you know, hey, hey I, I need some guidance. The priest points out like some very poignant things that as religious as Matt is, he shows up in a church dressed as the devil. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, again, you could just say, well, hey, it's Daredevil. He's looking for some guidance. But if you were to really see a person dressed up as the devil walk into a church, you're not going to think too many great thoughts. You're, you're probably going to be worried like something's going to happen soon and I need to leave. <laughs> I need to get out of here before this crazy man goes goes ballistic or whatever. But again, and you may know more about this than I do, and maybe there is a specific in canon reason as to why he chose the devil ver- uh, to represent what he is. I'm sure there's probably a story on this. Well, the the original reason, and I, I'm not a Daredevil scholar, but the, the original reason is when he was blind and in school, kids made fun of him and called him a Daredevil. Okay. So now, as far as the, the devil imagery, I, I'm tempted to say that was just, oh, for, I don't know who drew the early Daredevil stuff, and I know it's bad form to give Stan Lee all the credit, um, <laughs> you know, which, which, which I wouldn't do, but uh, let, me, let me look that up. I mean, this is this is just my, just my opinion, but I imagine that initially the the devil imagery was just a play on the uh, on the name Daredevil. Yeah, you would you, you would think so. I mean, that, if you're looking it up, take your time. Bill Everett. So okay. I, I I imagine that's what it was, and then I would guess that maybe I'm not sure where the religious background came from, and I don't know if that's what people decided to do to to play off of the uh, kind of off of the devil iconography. Mm. So. Um, that's always been a theme. Well, I mean, not always, but that's long been a theme with Daredevil is here's, you know, one of the most overtly religious Marvel characters, um, and he dresses like the devil. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Probably the only other one who's as close to him as being recognized as a Christian is Nightcrawler, who looks like a demon. That's true. And I really liked what, what the, the priest said. He, he has a lot of good lines in here. It doesn't come across as some of that, you know, kind of pop, uh, inch deep, mile wide religion that you get in in, in some yeah. some fiction. You know, like he says, you hear you. I misspoke. A- he he was he was yeah. I was gonna say he's in his yellow costume. My bad. I thought yeah. he was in his red, but he's still dressed up. He's got horns on. So yeah, uh, wearing that unholy image to make it seem like it's not you doing this, not Jack Murdoch's boy beating up the disenfranchised, the ones who haven't found God yet. You oh, know, almost kind of making the argument he was making to to the Punisher. Well, you can't kill him because you know there's there's reasons he's like this. There's people who care about him. And uh, so, the, yeah, that that dialogue was was really good. Yeah that, yeah, that final those final couple things that he says, you're jumping through hoops, son, to justify what's inside you. And it's violence. You may be righteous, but this violence will be your undoing. God loves you, Matthew. Hold on to that and do the right thing. Renounce this violence. Cast out the devil. A little bit prophetic there, because I think those yeah. are the final words <laughs> that show up at yeah. the end of this book. Again, it's just another layer, man, to Daredevil as a character and it's stuff that's already been there but it's explored more and it makes you understand that character a little bit more so I love it. Uh, it, It's it's fantastic uh, the way that Zdarsky is writing this. I did like how Matt walks into his apartment and Spider-Man is standing there and he says that I I think he recognizes him immediately with his super senses and all that. He's like he's like this. He has no idea. He's pure power and doesn't even know it. The best of us. I thought that was pretty cool. So it kind of gives Spider-Man that weight. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it it had to be Spider-Man who who told him to, to stop. 
job. Th- that's there's always this weird dichotomy with Spider-Man because a lot of times, you know, he's he's played for laughs. I remember in that thing series we talked about a while back, you know, the thing was like, oh no, not this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Spider-Man is also as much as he gets on people's nerves sometimes with his attitude, most of the Marvel heroes recognize that that he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. He he's one of the elder statesmen, even though he he rarely gets gets treated like that. And um, it would have been out of place for the Fantastic Four to come say, hey, Matt, uh, what, what are you doing? And then, you know, you saw Iron Fist and Power Man and Jessica Jones trying to talk him down, but he's, you know, he's been around lo- longer than them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and Spider-Man admits, hey, you people have died when I've been out there. And, and it's hard, you know, he doesn't tell him it's okay. He's, he's like, I, I know, but but you ha- have to stop this. And I mean, with, with everybody's identity genies getting put back in the bottle, I don't know if Matt knows who Peter Parker is and what all he's been through. You know, maybe one of the few characters who's been through as much or even more as Daredevil has. But but I mean yeah when it, it's it's cool to see Spider Man used like this even though you know I've I've seen plenty of team ups where Daredevil hardly takes him him seriously it's just different aspects of the the personality but it's you you might have gotten that fight if it had been somebody other than Spider Man telling You're him right stop now yeah yeah he has a tremendous amount of respect for him uh, you could see that when he's when as soon as he realizes he's in the room Spider Man telling him to hang up the tights uh, uh, what's his what's his actual words he says you're clearly not your you killed a man. I've been there. It's horrible. What did you do next? You terrorize your neighborhood. You fist fight cops. <laughs> I just came from your last sloppy fight where your buddies had to save your butt. You're a mess. You're in trouble. And on a suicide mission, I'm here to tell you you're done. I mean, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, when he said he was done, I was like, oh, crap. Are you telling Matt that he is absolutely finished crime fighting because Spider-Man is not the guy that should be telling somebody that they're done. Granted, his words carry some weight. His uh, his, uh, his opinion of other heroes definitely carry some weight. But my goodness, how many times has Peter Parker been down and out, made yeah. some mistakes, and was able to come back? So, But yeah, I mean, he says it's over. I'm spreading the word. If any of us sees you out there attempting this, we'll stop you. Uh, we have to. And he's got a point because... If Daredevil continues to do what he's doing, he's a wanted man. He shouldn't be out doing this, and other heroes are going to have to bring him to justice. He needs to stop doing this right now, or there's going to be, just like you were talking about, some fisticuffs. Daredevil's going to be getting in fight in a fight with another hero uh, or another one at the at at some point. Part of the problem is not that he tried to kill somebody; it was that he couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that's that's part. Of, and even back in the first issue, you know, when he's talking about recovering, he says. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do this again. And so that then, you know, we're, we're getting back to this where Spider-Man saying it, it, it's time you, you've yeah. got to stop. And that, um, I mean, I, I won't spoil too much, but it, like I told you before we, we started recording, I, I, I have read more of this and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kicking myself for not buying it monthly. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I read the next two volumes, but you don't see Matt Murdock back in costume in issue six. Or yeah. Seven, I, or eight. I, I think I saw the cover for the next issue and it's, you know, Matt's walking them amongst the crowd of people, yeah. uh, if I remember correctly. So he's obviously, you know, it's not like he's like, oh, just got to do it. I've got to do it again. The next yeah, issue. The, no, there's there's, there's not a problem. training montage where, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where there's an 80s power ballad going and suddenly he's back. Hey, look, I can punch people in the throat without collapsing their larynx again. 
yeah. it's uh, <laughs> that's that's what this Daredevil volume is. At least the as as far as I've read is him trying to you know balancing is there still a need for Daredevil with I can't do this so so yes, what do I do exactly. I mean, if you were just to pick up this first volume and not know there was more to come, this could easily be like Daredevil, the end, uh, which yeah. I, I wonder if that's actually out there. Um, no, I'm sure. <laughs> but you see him go down this path and you see that, that there's not much of an answer for him to continue to fight crime because oh, number one, he internally, he's struggling. Uh, number two, externally, he's got plenty of conflicts with the law, with other superheroes that he would in, uh, uh, definitely run into if he continued to cr- fight crime. Yeah, giving up the mask right at the end and just sitting back and it's again I, i've used the word powerful you know he lays that mask down he sits in a chair and he just kind of looks up and i think it, that's where it says cast out the devil and there's just tears running down his face yeah. um very good book man i think it was a fantastic pick did you have anything else you wanted to say about issue five or the series as a whole what are your thoughts i i don't, I don't think so just that this this uh you know jogged my memory and it made me uh want to keep go, go back and, and keep reading this it, it's leading into some some pretty big storylines i mean you know you still got wilson fisk out there as mayor whether he's daredevil or not it, matt murdoch's not going to be able to just sit and uh and watch watch that go on but yeah i I just put and i think i've touched on this before i said you know there there have been so many classic daredevil stories i mean you think of frank miller you think of brian michael bendis um maybe it's it's not up there with those but i really liked the the kevin smith daredevil um you know that those eight, eight issues charles soul did a lot of a lot of cool stuff i mean he had matt like arguing uh superhero law before the supreme court um <laughs> you know there, there's been all these these classic daredevil stories uh he you know, he was the leader of the hand for a while um, mark wade's run was just wade had him going up against a lot of non-traditional daredevil foes like claw and the mole man and even Ooh. he fought the silver surfer at one point if you can oh, imagine wow. So, you know, so, so Wade had him doing all this stuff that you don't associate with Daredevil. Zdarsky comes and puts him right back in all the all the Daredevil tropes and just goes in a whole new new direction. It's It's got to be hard to do something fresh and still keep it with a classic Daredevil feel, and, and he nailed it. I would agree 100%. Well, like I said, good pick, man. Uh... Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This would be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M Network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Source Material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W, the number two, M network to download Grammarly for free. Why don't you go ahead again and, uh, you know, first tell tell everybody what your plan is for your own blog and kind of plug that real quick and then feel free to plug anything else. But Well, uh, you can find it at uh, asterisk51.blogspot.com, uh, A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K, 5-1. And, yeah, I'll be talking about uh, the time I used uh, a clip from the Hellboy movie for a Sunday school lesson and a little bit about how I uh, overcame my aversion to Hellboy uh, based solely on the name i can't wait to read it man it'll be it'll be a fun read uh i know you got a lot of stuff out there on the blog as well 
Let's see. Well, I'll, I'll be uh, by the time this is wrapped up, I, I, this airs. I will have uh, I will have finished uh, through uh, Free Willy Part Eighteen with my uh, <laughs> Free Willy Continues movie posters I drew in seventh grade. Um, yes. I've gone through and looked at the original DC Masters of the Universe limited series, which was uh, fun and weird. I think some friends gave it to me. Their their son had kind of outgrown comics, and they knew I like Masters of the Universe. And somehow I never got around to reading it till a couple weeks ago. So I oh, nice. I went issue by issue with that. Uh, I think I hashtagged it No Pants in Eternia. Um, <laughs> so and then then I've got my uh, in depth exploration of Cap Wolf and and stuff like that. And uh, I, I just just started um, uh, the Dollar Trees around here started carrying movies. While there's all the weird stuff that you've movies you've never heard of, starring actors you've never heard of, you can occasionally find some some cool things there. So uh, I I start I did one uh, a couple weeks ago called John Dies at the End, picked up on Ooh. Blu-ray for a dollar. I wanted to see that. I haven't had a chance to see that. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. It's all iffy. Right. Um, I felt like I got my money's worth. Dollar is worth yeah. a dollar. Um, I'll buy that for yeah. a dollar. I was really tired when I was watching it, so I had to like go back and it, it, some of, some of it, it it fit together a little better. Uh, when I went through it the second time, but so yeah, I do. Uh, I've got Dollar Tree Cinema, um, nice. n- another one, um, and then I'm also writing uh, NewsandSentinel.com. I, I I'm a mild mannered reporter by day, but they do sometimes let me write about comic book stuff, especially when movies come out and things like that. So I'm I'll have a piece up on uh, Carnage and Venom and how Marvel actually managed to make Venom totally independent of Spider-Man now. Okay, yeah, all right, very cool, very cool. All right, that's it for Evan Bevins. I'm Jesse Starcher. Thank you so much for joining us. We're out of here. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.